welcome to MS Podcast. So today I'm doing another twist. Love my twist. I have another guest uh, with me. Her name is Dawn Richards. And amazing. I went to her Facebook and I'm like, I fell in love with you. And it's so beautiful. Aww. She's a consciousness love coach, self-love sacred relationship, a woman international empowerment speaker, intuitive healer, wake up to real love podcast, recreate your life after heartbreak or betrayal. And it's just a, a beautiful, I love the title, this is The Awakening with Dawn, absolutely beautiful Facebook page. It's amazing. I love that page, actually. But my goodness. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I am so humbled to have you here. Thank you. And I want to know mm, more. So grateful to be here. I want to know more. I want to know how did you get started, actually? How did it come all along uh, for you to, to, to create the awakening wisdom? I want to know more. Well, I think I, it started when I was a kid and people would come to me and say, what should I do about my boyfriend? What should I do about my girlfriend? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was always that one. I was always that one. I, sh- I used to, I don't know. Did you watch Charlie Brown and Snoopy yes. when you were a kid? So, you know, Lucy, Lucy had her psychiatrist whole thing. And that's what I felt like I was put the, put the nickel in, put the nickel Mm -hmm. in. (laughs) Cause I was always that, I was always that person. And uh, my mom, who was a high school math teacher, she Mm -hmm. actually was like the school counselor for all her kids. I mean, they would always come to her after school and talk to her about all this kind of stuff. And so I just, I guess I got it naturally. And nice. so um, when I was, when I was in my twenties, um, I, I started another job with an airline because I knew that I wanted to go get my master's degree. And um, so I, I started my airline job and I got married and he was in school. And then after he was finished and he got established and I was like, okay, it's my time. And so I went back to school and got my master's degree in professional counseling. I got my licensed professional counselor license. Um, At the same time, I started having children. And uh, so I was juggling the airline and I had a private practice two days a week and taking care of my three little children. (laughs) Wow. Um, So it's been, it's been. It's been an evolution. You know, of course, my main priority was my children and and being home with them as much as I could. Um, But really, ironically, uh, I specialized in helping couples. That was what I always wanted to do. I wanted to help couples heal their relationships because I saw so many people struggle. You know, so many people have challenges and struggles. And um, my parents, who came from loving, but alcoholic families. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a lot of love, but a lot of chaos and stress. And my parents said, we don't want that kind of, uh, you know, chaos in our house. Mm -hmm. And so they did a lot of their own personal work and brought that to our family. You know, so we had open communication, we had lots of heated conversations Um, but you know, but resolutions or agreeing to disagreeing. And, uh, I just realized how many 
how many people struggle in their relationships because we're not brought up maybe one in loving families. I mean, a lot of people are not brought up in loving families. The people are brought up with a lot of chaos, drama, trauma, um, and lack of ability to express their emotions in healthy and constructive ways. And my parents did worked really, really hard to help teach us really good coping skills and communication skills and conflict resolution and all those kind of things. So I knew that I could bring my family perspective, my personal, you know, my personal experience to my profession, uh, because I learned so many great lessons. And then unfortunately, um, I had, I had a marriage that had a lot of the stress and conflict. And many times I felt like I had married my, my alcoholic, um, grandparent Mm -hmm. and he, he wasn't a drinker, but he had other addictive tendencies. And I was like, wow, this is so fascinating. Like I'm seeing all of these patterns and behaviors that I saw on my vacations, you know, with my grandparents growing up. And, uh, so it was a real journey of trying to maneuver my own relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, while I was helping lots of other couples heal their marriages. I mean, I, I helped a lot. I helped a lot of people. Um, but we just struggled so much, even though we went to therapy four different times in our marriage, but it just, I felt like he he really wasn't willing to take responsibility for his own healing journey and for his own emotional well-being Mm -hmm. and when somebody doesn't do that then it creates a sense of instability in the home so I had to work really hard I mean trust me I have my own issues right everybody has their own issues (laughs) yes we all do Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I decided ultimately it was like I don't want my kids thinking that this is healthy yeah love I mean, it's love, you know, he did do a lot of great things for our family and we did have a lot of good times, but there was, there was this overwhelming sense of, for me, you're not taking care of my heart. You're not really concerned about my happiness and welfare. You're not concerned about my hopes and goals and dreams. Like Mm -hmm. you don't care about any of that. You're not interested in my life. You're not, you, you make fun of who I am of all the, all the books I read, my Mm -hmm. spirit, my spirituality, um, my other career, you know, my careers, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're taking time out from the family. And it's like, well, I can, like, I can't have that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a real struggle. You know, I, I felt like he didn't accept me for who I am. And uh, so after, you know, 27 years, I just said, I want my kids to have peace. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to know that the way that their dad and I related is not okay. <laughs> and you don't want it's to, okay. I, I'm assuming as a mother, because I'm not a mother. So as a mother, you don't want your children to repeat your patterns either. That's, I will say the worst exactly. thing you can ever have. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I kept, I kept, you know, I mean, I struggled with this question for at least a decade in my marriage, I struggled, you know, should I stay? Should I leave? Yeah. Should I, should, can I just live my own life, be independent mm-hmm. and he have his own life mm-hmm. and we just stay married for, yeah. you know, face value. Um, but I thought if my daughter comes to me 20 years from now 
and she's having the same issues, yeah. I'm going to feel awful. Yeah. I'm going to feel so guilty because I don't want her being treated the same way that her dad treated me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want my, I have two sons as well. And I didn't want them grow up, growing up, you know, thinking that this is the way that they should treat a girlfriend or a wife. Yep. It's not okay. It was like, nope. he treated everybody else so nicely. You know, he'd be yep. out in the world, very sociable, very charming. Like he's a really good guy. He has a lot of great qualities, but he would come home and it would be like, Bleh. yeah, treating like, like that's what I received. Yeah. yeah. That's not right. And I was like, I deserve, mm-hmm. I deserve better than that. Everybody deserves to be treated with kindness and compassion. And that was one of the things Absolutely. that my kids said. Uh, they were like, mom, you know, we're really sorry that you and dad had your issues. Like, it, you know, that like it, it physically made us ill to see you fight so much. Um, but we realized like we've learned that kindness is mm-hmm. the most important quality in a partner. Like you have to treat your partner yep. with love and respect Absolutely. and honor. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree. What a journey. Oh my goodness. And 27 years. Oof. And hundreds of, I mean, probably I've cried hundreds or thousands of times in that 27 years. And that's not a way to be in a relationship that you're I'm not saying that I cried more than I laughed or had a good time, but But, you shouldn't be crying hundreds of times in your relationship because it's hurtful for you. Yep. I agree. Wow. So So, it's like, I, I wanted, I wanted to feel like he had my back. He was my best partner and teammate and my, Mm -hmm. my, my, my biggest cheerleader and my biggest advocate and supporter and encourager. Mm -hmm. And he definitely just was not any of those things. That's sad. Sadly. I mean, it's sad in one way. He's a good man. He's a good man. And my kids, you know, I encourage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 my kids were really upset at first, you know, they, they, didn't want to be around their dad. They didn't want to talk to their dad. Um, but I said, you know what? He's done a lot of great things. Like he was mm-hmm. volunteer of the year for all of their sports. He coached all of them numerous times. He, they, all my kids played travel soccer. Um, he refereed, you know, for the, and he was the, like the, the director of the travel soccer program. I mean, he did so many things for my kids. Like as, as, as far as that goes, you know, he was really a great role model. I mean, he did much more than I did as far as that goes. Um, but I just said, you know, y'all need to understand where he came from and the fa- he came from a broken family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that he struggled with a lot of issues from that. And I, you know, I just thought I, I want my kids to have a better relationship with their dad Mm-hmm. than he had with his dad because he didn't communicate with his dad for 25 years and he really doesn't have much of a relationship with him you know right now and I said I want I told him like I want you to get help and support so yeah. that you don't pass that on to our children mm-hmm. like that so that hurt I mean that's deep childhood wounding you yes. know when your parent just abandons you mm-hmm. and doesn't see you or contact you. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't, you know, I don't want that for my kids. So I'm, I'm really happy and, and thankful to say that my kids are amazing, <laughs> amazing people. They're mm-hmm. amazing human beings and they are kind and compassionate okay. and respectful usually you know like usually <laughs> um not always to me but that's oh. okay you know that's to be, being a kid but out in the world they're really good human beings good. and they have created a good relationship with their dad and they've forgiven him which good. i think is so important in relationships because we do hurt each other whether it's intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. but it's that sense of every time you screw up or every time you're hurtful or say hurtful things, you have to take responsibility for that. And you have to be accountable to the people that you love. Mm -hmm. You say, you know what? I screwed up. I made a bad choice. You know, I'm really sorry. This is something that I struggle with. I'm trying to work on it. Mm -hmm. And as long as you, as long as you do that, it's like you are continually trying to repair these things that you uh, you know, you cause a yeah. divide with. Yeah. And so that was one of the biggest lessons that I wanted to teach them. Like you're responsible for how you show up in your relationship. Yeah. And so how you show up impacts the people Everybody. that you care about. Yes, absolutely. And if you're showing up as your best self and, you know, creating a sense of connection and intimacy mm-hmm. and uh, safety and security and, you know, like, I wanted my home to be the safe place for my kids to come, you know, because there's so much stuff out there that's pressure and stress and Mm -hmm. uh, anxiety and depression. And I mean, there's so many negative, um, you know, energies coming in. So it's like, I wanted to create a safe place for my kids to just come home and say, you know what, this sucks. I'm having a hard time, but you know what, no matter what you do, no matter uh, what choices you make, whether I agree or disagree or respect or don't respect your choices. Yep. I always have deep and abiding love and respect for you as a human being. And I want you to know that no matter what happens, I have your heart and your back. Exactly. I love it. Made it a very safe place, cocoon, to go back home. That's a, that's the exactly. best thing we can, we can do for our loved ones. That's beautiful. So yeah, after thank you. after the divorce, how did you move down? Meaning, how did you cope with everything while doing what you were doing and working? How were you able to heal? Because that must have been very chaotic. You know, it's we always, I don't know why, but the universe always put us in situation where we're teaching others how to move on and how mm-hmm. to heal. And then we are being put in that situation where it's like, oh my goodness, everything I'm yeah. teaching now, I'm going to have to learn it myself and go through that journey. How did you right. do that? What gave you the strength exactly. to do that? Well, that's really interesting, Emma, because so many times when I was crying in my marriage, I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. I know I'm a good person. I know Mm -hmm. I deserve to be treated well. I know that I deserve to be loved and cared for. And, uh, you know, not just physically, 
Like, yeah. you know, provided a home, yeah. paid the bills, all those things. But I know that I need, you know, I, I deserve to be cared for mm-hmm. in a way that's meaningful for me, yeah. not just you do what you want to do, but it doesn't really mean much to me, yeah. like whatever, um, because everybody has their own love language. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, so I kept thinking, why? I, I don't understand. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And then when I finally made the decision, because I made the decision a few years before it actually happened, it was like, and I, I since I know yours, you have a spiritual perspective, so I'm going to share this. Yep. It's, I had this vision of the Virgin Mary. Um, mm-hmm. I was brought up Catholic. I, yep. I said tons of Hail Marys in my life. And my own spiritual journey has really been about bringing the divine feminine yep. back into my world and mm-hmm. in this world, yep. you know, this equal value of masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And um, so I recognized that I had to care for myself. I had to value myself mm-hmm. more than I was valuing the marriage. And, and I had this vision, I, mm-hmm. I went to my airline job one day and I had this vision of Mary and she said, you know what to do. Everything's going to be okay. And I just started bawling yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to go. Yeah. I need to leave. Like, this is going to be the hardest decision of my life because mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to impact my kids. Yeah. I'm worried because he's been the primary breadwinner, our entire, yeah. you know, the majority of yeah. our marriage. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to provide for me and my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, I think he had just lost his job. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a big fat mess. But luckily, I had my airline job and I had. I had made my now best friend um, at the time we were working down to Buenos Aires, learning how to dance tango. Nice. And, and I'm a dancer. I've danced my entire life. Con- uh, Russian Jacchetti ballet, jazz, contemporary nice. hip hop. I learned, I learned how to tap. I learned how to tap dance a decade <laughs> ago. And, um, and my girlfriend, she had, she had started taking tango like a year earlier and she was like, Dawn, I think you'd really like it. And I was like, well, I don't really love the music because actually I really love hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my style and more yes. like, you know, <laughs> I used to like the Jacksons when I was growing up and Janet Jackson. And, yep. um, and I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll love the music, oh, I but love the dance yeah. is so beautiful. beautiful. Oh, the dance is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so tango actually is really fascinating because tango mirrors life in yes. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it does. And the, and the, and the, and this is the first partner dance that I'd done, you know, like a little bit of country dancing, a little bit of yep. salsa, but this is true, like partner and yeah. intimacy. Yes. Even if you don't know the person. Yes even if you don't know the person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I spent five years dancing, learning how to dance tango, mm-hmm. crying with my private <laughs> instructors because all of these emotions were coming yeah. up for me, mm-hmm. you know, like, like 
um, in tango, you face your partner oh, yeah. and you have to be super, super grounded in yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to be super grounded in mm -hmm. yourself. And so you move yeah. how you move. Mm -hmm. And if your partner moves, you don't necessarily, you know, like you have to keep your own structure yeah, your, yeah. and your own sense of yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but when the partner moves towards you, mm -hmm. it is this communication, this energetic yes. exchange of I'm giving to you and I'm open to receiving the message that you're sharing with me yeah. so that I know how to move with you. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I have to be strong and, and sturdy, yeah. but I also have to be open and surrender like this, this yes. big sense of surrender. Yeah. And for the longest time in my marriage, I was like blocked because I had been so hurt. It was like, I have to protect myself yeah. and be strong yeah. and impenetrable, yeah. impenetrable. So I had created wow. this huge sense of armor mm -hmm. around my heart and this wall between me. So I got like, you know, I'm generally, you know, like pretty nice and compassionate. And then I was like, screw you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. care because you're not treating me well and whatever. Yeah. So in this, in this beautiful journey of tango, mm -hmm. I learned how to open my heart again. And mm -hmm. I learned how to surrender mm -hmm. to be held yes. in the arms of my partner. Yeah. And it was really like, oh, I'm getting chills all up my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it, it was like this return to my femininity. Yes, healing. It was this return to my sense of my, it's, it's my sense of my own identity as a woman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I had, I had assumed these other responsibilities and mm -hmm. roles of pleasing everybody exactly. else and not nourishing myself. Yeah. And so my tango journey was really about me being feminine, being yeah. open, being mm -hmm. soft, being receptive, being, you know, like masculine is so much do push yes. goal shove, mm -hmm. you know, action. And as, uh, as the follower and the, the feminine in the dance of tango, you have to just be and receive. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really beautiful. I met so many incredible people mm -hmm. um, who helped me along my journey. So many dance partners and friends uh, that really cared for me and saw all of me in a way that my former husband was not seeing me and yeah. acknowledging me, you know, all the things that make me, me. Yes. They're the like, whole oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. It like, I read cards. Mm -hmm. I've always been super intuitive and yep. um, empathic. So I feel, you yep. know, I feel a lot. Yep. And uh, you know, when my former husband, he would just say, that's so stupid. And I don't know why you do that. And I don't yeah. believe in that. And, mm -hmm. you know, constantly criticizing me and degrading yeah. me for yeah. all of the things that made me, me. Mm -hmm. And so 
in this beautiful tango community and especially with the help of my beautiful girlfriends um they were like we see you mm-hmm. we see you because i felt completely invisible in my marriage and that was the problem you become invisible in your marriage and finally people were able to see you for who you truly are which is a transformation right there on its own yeah. so it's like you feel the, like a rebirth basically breaking the shell and finally exactly. rising again like the phoenix you rises from your ashes and really shine the light and became who you were supposed to be that's pretty powerful it is that that was my awakening yes it's a very <laughs> powerful I why, have now. I mean. <laughs> it's my turn to have goosebumps <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful it's so powerful so when so as i was you know as i was knowing i was getting divorced i was like mm-hmm. i know how much i struggled there must be hundreds thousands millions of women who've struggled in the same way that i've yep. struggled and so i thought you know i'm going to recreate myself because i hadn't had a private practice um for many years even though every time i show up in my airline job i'm always on the the counselor Mm-hmm. you know are you the psychologist of yeah uh, you know are you the psychologist yeah. are you the counselor are you the therapist <laughs> i'm like yeah i really am because this is you know every time i show up at work yep. i i serve i give i serve i yeah. help you know I, i i pour into other people and so i thought you know what i i have this big message i want to mm-hmm. help women who have suffered and you know either stay Mm-hmm. <laughs> suffering or just yeah. living their own life um to give them hope that they do deserve more and you yes. can i mean you can choose to stay i i chose to stay for 27 years i mean a lot of my friends they were like why oh don you're either like you're either a saint or you're absolutely insane <laughs> yeah i don't know if people ask you why is they never ask you why did you stay did you have ever asked and tried to sway you in telling you well you, you know he's not a right person you're suffering for nothing you know and try to get you out of over there or not did they try to do that well yeah i mean i mean at, at around 15 years of my marriage i told him that i was not happy and we needed to get separated and that was kind of a big wake up call for him mm-hmm. because um actually, actually um i i met a man at work uh, who was very kind to me and very you know like compassionate and respectful and um i just had i had an emotional affair with him i mm-hmm. mean i saw him four times over four months but yeah. we messaged every day mm-hmm. um and my husband found out about it and flipped out so i had met this well i had met you know like a, a few men at work who were very mm-hmm. very nice to me and they're like why are you putting up with this you're mm-hmm. you're smart you're pretty you're kind you're loving you know you have all these great qualities um and i was like yeah you're right you know i mean my friends had told me the same thing uh but i was like well maybe it's just me with a man you know i don't know um but anyways so i met this guy at work and it was a short lived thing mm-hmm. and i i never had sex with him but my husband found out and he flipped out and he's like you betrayed me how could you do that and i was like and we were in therapy at the time at that time and i was like i'm i'm i've been begging you for years 
to treat me better. I've been, you know, saying that this is not working for me, that you're not being respectful Mm -hmm. to me, that you're not caring for my heart, that you're, you know, Mm -hmm. so all of these years of me, like trying to tell you Mm -hmm. and you not listening and you not changing and you not doing anything different, you know, I'm sorry. I take full responsibility for the choice that I made, but I'm desperate for attention and affection. Yeah. I'm desperate to feel cared for. Yes. And um, you know, so, okay. So I, I made not a not so healthy choice, but in that moment, my former husband flipped changed, like completely did a 180. And for a year, he was the partner that I had always wanted. He was, he was like attentive. He mm-hmm. was kind. That was the first time in our 15 years of marriage that he didn't yell at me. Wow first time in 15 years that he did not yell at me. And I was like, this is what it took for you not to yell at me. Like this is, there's something the matter, but for a year, we had this really beautiful relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I felt so close and so connected Mm -hmm. and um, he was very kind and very respectful. And, you know, we had an amazing sex life and, you know, we had great communication and you know, I mean, of course there was still a lot of struggle because he was like, I, I, I have a hard time because I don't feel safe. I don't trust you. Um, and so then we did go back to therapy and spent almost two years trying to rebuild our relationship. Yeah. And so I kept, I just had hope. Yeah. I was like, I had, I have hope. And so for the next numerous years, I had hope. Mm-hmm. I know we, we did this. We could yeah. do this. Yeah you could do this. Yeah. I saw you do this. I felt you do this. Um, and so I hung on to that hope for another seven, eight, nine years. And, um, f- you know, finally, I, I mean, it was, it was a matter of, he couldn't let it go. Like I had to forgive him for many issues that he brought to our marriage <laughs> and, um, you know, caused big, uh, you know, addictive tendencies and, um, anger issues and, you know, all these things that caused a a split and a, and a wall between us. I had to forgive him for a lot of things and he had to forgive me for that thing. And which is small compared to what he has done. That's what I thought too. (laughs) I think it's nothing compared what he has done. I'm sorry to say it. I'm not here to judge, but it's a huge pile he has on his side. And you had an emotional relationship with somebody because you needed to connect with someone. It's huge compared to what you had. So, right. Right. And I, and, and so he, um, he spent the next seven years, like every time we would argue, he'd say, if you hadn't betrayed me, we wouldn't be in this place. If you hadn't betrayed me, we wouldn't be in this place. I mean, he said that hundreds of times over the next 10 years. And and before that, he said hundreds of times, this isn't working. Let's just get divorced. This isn't working. Let's just get divorced. This isn't working. Let's just get divorced. And I said to him, you know, of course, throughout the marriage, like every time you say that to me, it erodes my sense of safety and trust in in you. And he's like, they're just words. And I was like, your words matter. Your Mm -hmm. words carry an energy. Your words affect me and impact 
me. Yes. And, you know, kids say, you know, words don't matter. It's, you know, they're just, and I was like, no, your, your words do matter. I mean, you may think it's funny. You may think it's just a joke or you're being sarcastic or whatever, but if somebody says this is hurtful to me because their perspective is, well, you just need to develop a tougher skin. It's like, I'm not a tough skin person. I mean, I'm a strong person, Yes, but I'm a very sensitive person. Exactly. And if you're constantly degrading me and, and intentionally or i mean unintentionally hurting my sensitivity and then not apologizing and not taking responsibility and not doing anything to change that behavior that you know impacts me in this hurtful way that's on you yes that's not on me i mean you're base i'm telling you this is hurtful to me and you're basically saying I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to continue to do it anyways, because I don't care. Yeah. Or, or I don't want to take responsibility for it because mm-hmm. it's always a choice. Yeah. It's always a choice. You can say, you know what? Okay. I crossed a line. You know, I crossed these boundaries. I'm going to, you know, even though I have a tendency to do that, I'm going to really try to monitor myself. Yes. There were plenty of things that I did too. Like I would flip out sometimes, Mm -hmm. but every time with my kids or with him, every single time, I think every single time or 98 or 99% of the time when I screwed up and I knew that I was being hurtful, I always went to them and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I flipped out. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling stressed. Yeah. I was angry. I didn't know how to handle it. You mm-hmm. know, this is something that I'm working on and that's what I wanted to, to show my kids. And that's what I had hoped that he would ultimately take responsibility yeah. for. And, um, I actually, my daughter just brought it up, uh, a week or so ago. She's like, mom, you didn't take responsibility for your affair. And, you know, you blame dad for all the problems in the relationship. And I said, you know what? Your dad did so many things to me before I ever did what I did. And I'm not saying that what I did was right. It was not right. You know, I should have handled things in a different way, but I took full responsibility for the choices that I made. And I bent over backwards to try and repair and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And your dad didn't, (laughs) didn't ever take responsibility for the ways that he was hurtful to me. Mm -hmm. And I apologize like 98% of the time, he apologized maybe 5% of the time. Yeah. And he's, and he said, I can't forgive you. I don't trust you. I don't feel safe with you. And so after seven years or eight years of, I don't trust you. I don't forgive you. It's like, how can we, yeah. Like I'm not going to be imprisoned by your lack of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I deserve forgiveness as much as you do. And you're choosing not to, that's a choice. Yes. And, and we, you know, we went to the therapy again (laughs) for another six months and the therapist is like, if you don't let that go, like you will never have a solid foundation in your marriage. I mean, trust is a choice. Respect is a choice. Being kind is a choice. Mm-hmm. Being loving is a choice. Um, and if you, cho- it's like, if you choose not to do those things, 
how can you expect to have a healthy relationship? You can't. And so that's, that's when I got that Mary. (laughs) That's when I got that Mary. That was the sign. Time to go. Time to go. Like I would have felt. felt, Yeah. Prisoner. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you became a prisoner and he was just a warden. And that's what he was doing. This is terrible. Yeah. I was like, how many times can I throw this in your face? And I was like, really, this is how you're going to be loving and kind to me. No, No, it's not loving. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And so, you know, I, I I mean, I felt, I felt horrible. I was the most difficult decision I've ever made. Um, You know, and still sometimes I think, oh, you know, I wish we could have, but we didn't, No, (laughs) we didn't. And so uh, on the other side, on the other side, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why yeah. I started my podcast mm-hmm. to normalize all of people's relationship struggles, mm-hmm. you know, whether yeah. it's with a partner or your family of origin, it's like, yeah. we all have our stuff, yeah. but we all deserve to feel seen and heard and understood and accepted and yeah. forgiven, mm-hmm. forgiven um, so that we can feel loved and cared for. Yeah, we all deserve to feel loved and cared for in a way that's meaningful for us. So that's why I started the podcast. That's why I, you know, like I've put out hundreds of live videos on Facebook and Instagram and all these messages of all of these lessons that I've learned. And I've been in, um, you know, a few like women's groups on Facebook where I've poured into women to help them you know, mm-hmm. with their struggling relationships. And I want to, I want to just give women permission to be loved and cared for first by themselves. Yes. And then being open to receive the love from a partner. Yeah. Because I think as women uh, and mother, we don't take care of ourselves first. And there is no. the self-care is something that is essential. We should be the number one on our list and we're always at the bottom. Right. So it doesn't, you know, it's not fair. It's not to be self-centered, but how can we give to the people around us and be present in our lives if we don't take care of our own self first and replenish ourselves with the energy to be able to be present in everyone's life? Exactly. I I think there's this misconception of if you're caring for yourself, if Mm -hmm. you're doing things that nourish yourself, you're being selfish. My former husband, because I dance, so I would say, you know, I'm going, I'm going to dance class. I want to go to dance class tonight. And he'd say, you're being selfish. You need to be staying home with the kids. You know, you're taking away family time. And I was like, this is the only time that I get for myself. He's like, well, every time you go to work, you get time for yourself. And I was like, or you're with your, he would say, you're with your girlfriends. And I'd say, I'm not with my girlfriends. Like there have been many, many times in this career where I've spent many layovers just walking by myself. Yes. Right. And, or because I, because you constantly are changing who you work with. And so there are a lot of times where I don't know anybody or I don't know people well, and that's okay. I mean, I get to know them, but it's not like I'm hanging out with my friends. So, so in those moments, I would say, this is the only thing that I do for myself and you're going to begrudge me for 
for the travel time of yes. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then my hour to hour and a half dance class yep. once a week, you're going to begrudge me for two hours a week to, to do something nice for myself. And so I, and so I say, I say a lot, like the person that calls you selfish is yeah. the one that wants you to do what they want you to exactly. do. Exactly. That's right? right there. Yes. Right. So I, I use the analogy, like uh, you have a car that you drive around mm-hmm. and when you get to close to empty, you mm-hmm. have to stop and fill up the gas tank Yes, because you can't run on empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are like the car. Yes. And if we are not filling our own tank, mm-hmm. which we don't a lot of times, yep. um, because we are serving and giving to other people, you know, it's like, especially if you have little kids, you know, you have Mm -hmm. to be there for them, Mm -hmm. but you have to take care of yourself. You have to find some way to nourish yourself and fill your own tank. uh, So that when things get stressful, you have some reserves, Mm -hmm. right? And, and so if you can find, you know, if you can carve out, whether it's, um, walking or some mm-hmm. sort of movement in your body yeah. where you're expending some mm-hmm. physical energy and then where you're taking care of your heart, where you're, if you're, you know, connecting with some good friends or mm-hmm. family members or, you know, people at work that you enjoy their company that, that feeds your emotions mm-hmm. and, and processing the thing, the emotional things that you're struggling with. If you're giving yourself something, you know, for your mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, just personal development or, you know, learning new things. Um, and then especially that spiritual connection, if you're feeding yes. your soul, mm-hmm. if you're connecting with your spirit, if you're mm-hmm. meditating, if you're praying, if you're, you know, going to retreats or doing yoga or whatever it is, um, Oh, create and creativity is a bit also a big part of that, you know, creating things, uh, finding ways to express more of who you are and what you're here, how you're here to give and serve in the world, uh, which my podcast was a a big part of that. And so all of those things, I, I feel like this is, this is my work because of my dance and I'm all, you know, about uh, mm-hmm. balance and alignment and, yeah. you know, structure and stability mm-hmm. and, and also fluidity. So it's yes. like this, it's like the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. It's restoring that balance. So all these mm-hmm. aspects, your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul, yeah. like those all need to be back in alignment and balanced because so many times we live our lives completely like, yes, exactly. <laughs> <side-cocked>, right? <laughs> Yes, you're so right. We're upside down and that's it. And yeah, in and out of our bodies and we're not grounded. Basically, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so so that, that I feel oh. like is what I am here to do is to help mm-hmm. restore this balance yes. of this masculine and feminine and help people come back into realignment with who they truly are. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. But that's very powerful and that's beautiful. And it takes a lot. But I'm so glad you walk into 
the path you're on uh, because it really, I think, helped you. Even though you were connected with people, I think your experience really will help people and everybody I'm sure that walk uh, in your life and needed help felt the connection and the empowerment because you have gone through as well to your journey of yeah. healing and, yeah. uh, you know, rebirth and really break that shell to really reconnect with your own self, with your spirit at every yeah. level. Yeah. That's- and it's a, it's a journey, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I make fun and I've said to many clients and many people, it's like, Oh, I wave my magic wand and poof, you're healed. <laughs> you know, or poof, you're hold. Awesome. <laughs> like the, yes. They're like the fairy godmother. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's an ongoing journey. You know, our yes. life is, is an ongoing journey and it's this process of, of evolution and being, you know, having the ashes fall and being yes. a Phoenix and rising yes. again, and then things are, you know, status quo. And then you have these challenges and then you yep. fall to the ashes mm-hmm. and then you rise again. Yep. And if we can learn that this is just all part of our human experience, yep. that when you're falling apart, mm-hmm. you can develop a sense of trust yep. that I know that I'm struggling right now, mm-hmm. but I know at some point, somehow, some way, I'll figure this out and get to the other side. Like my parents used to say many, many times, this too shall pass. Yes. This it shall just, pass. Yes. Yes, the good, the good, the celebration, the joy, <laughs> as well as the hurt, the heartache, yes. the, you know, and the, and the sense of suffering. And I, do you know who Leo Buscalia is? Yes. Leo Buscalia was one of my first like beautiful authors that I really connected with. Mm-hmm. He was the psychology, uh, the, a psychology, PhD psychologist professor, and they used to call him Dr. Love, Leo mm-hmm. Buscalia, Dr. Love. And he wrote many, many books on love. And mm-hmm. he was like my first inspiration to, to become a therapist. Nice. Um, and he would say, you know, we think that this hurt and heartache is so painful and Mm -hmm. we don't understand why it's in your life. And he said, but so many people try to avoid feeling it. That's why they, that's why there are addictions. That's why there's depression. That's why there's anxiety. That's why there are so many, you know, bad behaviors and bad issues because people numb themselves from yes. the feeling. You don't right? want to feel it because it's uncomfortable because it's horrible. You need it's to numb horrible. yourself and anything you can do to numb yourself yeah. is the best way to go right. uh, in most cases. But, but if, if you're on this emotional scale, here's your yeah. emotional scale. This is equilibrium mm-hmm. and this is the low mm-hmm. and then this is the high. Yep. He said to the extent, Leo Buscalia is saying to the extent that you feel the lows, mm-hmm. the equal and, op- and opposite energy, you can feel the highs. So yes. if you only feel lows right here, you're only going to feel highs right here. Mm-hmm. But if you feel lows down here, which some people actually take their life when they're feeling these lows yes. because they don't see hope and they can't yeah. see the other side, which is yeah. a whole other issue, which breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. But if you can 
if you can feel the depths of these lows, then you can also feel the heights of these highs and love and joy and bliss and compassion. So is this painful? Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Is it hurtful? Yeah. May I curse? It's fucking painful. Yes. And you think you're never going to get through it. And you yeah. don't, you're, you, you can only see darkness. Mm -hmm. You can only see darkness. You can only feel the heaviness. You can only feel the heartache mm -hmm. um, because it's so, so hard. Yeah. But <laughs> in the midst of the heartache, if you can find a sense of something to appreciate, mm -hmm. I have a roof over my head. Yep. I'm not experiencing missiles go over me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have food in my belly and clothes exactly. on my back. I have people in my life that still love and care about me. Mm -hmm. I have something that brings me joy. I can just, I'm not taking dance lessons right now still because of all the everything, yeah. but, um, but I can turn on my music yeah. and, dance and dance and connect to my mm -hmm. body and say, you know what? I can still move in my body. Yes. And even if I was in a wheelchair, I, I said, even if I, even, even if I was a pair of my head, head, I would still be like, this. yes. <laughs> right. I love so, it. So if you can find yes. things in your life to appreciate mm -hmm. and figure out how to be kind to somebody else, that'll make you feel a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. Be grateful. Be grateful and thankful for what you have. Mm -hmm. Focus on that one step at a time. And process yes. all the stuff that you're yeah. struggling with. You know, yeah. get some help and support because mm -hmm. we're not taught how to do this. Nope. Most, most people, I would say the majority of people are told, stop crying. Don't get angry. Yes. Be nice. Uh, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Get um, over it. There, you know, get over it, yeah. uh, toughen up, don't be a pussy or whatever, you know, people say, um, uh, serve everybody else. You're being yeah. selfish. I mean, yes. we get so many mixed up messages, uh, you, you know, don't yell and scream or don't, you know, um, I, I know in my former husband's family, it was like, sweep it under the rug, sweep it under the rug. Yeah. But after a while, like, the rug can hold it on anymore. How do you hold it on when the rug is no. so full? Then it's like, yeah, the rug's going to collapse because there's too many things under the rug here. You can't. Yeah. You can't. So no. all of these ways that we don't show up mm -hmm. um, and express in healthy and constructive ways, the things that are going on for us yeah, and the ways that the things that are going on for us, they affect us energetically, emotionally, yeah. physically, yes. psychologically, yes. spiritually. Yes. And then that energy is carried into our relationships. Yeah. And then we wonder why there's this discord. Yes. It's like, why are we angry? I have to be mm -hmm. a clear vessel. Yes. I have to clear my own energy. I have mm -hmm. to process my own shadows and darkness mm -hmm. and heaviness and mm -hmm. sadness, grief, you know, resentment, and all these things that I say, it's like I'm carton yeah. bags of yes. shit yes, exactly. <laughs> behind me, right? Mm -hmm. Bags of stuff. 
that are weighing me down and preventing me from moving with ease and grace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I'm, because I'm pulling these like pounds and Mm -hmm. pounds of stuff behind me. But when I do this personal work, I can start to release the grip that I have on Mm -hmm. them. And I let them go. If one, if I process them in healthy and constructive ways, and I learn what they're trying to teach me yeah. because your emotions mm-hmm. are your GPS for your life. Yep. Like, what are they trying to teach me? My boundaries are being crossed. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about helping something because I see injustice in the world or yep. injustice in my relationship yep. or injustice at my workplace. Um, and I want to, to create a sense of fairness and equity. And, you know, I mean, so many of the things that happen good in our life, mm-hmm. music, art, mm-hmm. you know, architecture, mm-hmm. um, lots of different foundations, mm-hmm. you know, philanthropic foundations are because of negative things that have happened. And you say, I don't want to see that anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make a change in myself yep. and I'm going to be that kind of change mm-hmm. that I can put out in the world yep. to impact others in a more yep. positive way. Mm-hmm. And if we all did that work <laughs> and we all like released mm-hmm. all that stuff, mm-hmm. learned from it, mm-hmm. grew and evolved from it mm-hmm. and became better versions of ourselves, became yeah. more loving and kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and understanding and accepting and forgiving yeah. of ourselves, mm-hmm. then we also start to extend that same grace to other people. Yes. And then what does that give? I mean, <laughs> I just think, Imagine mm-hmm. all the people, <laughs> John Lennon, imagine all the people, mm-hmm. like if we live from this p- place of kindness and goodness and harmony and mm-hmm. collaboration and helping each other and encouraging each other and lifting each other up and encouraging people to become their best version of themselves and acknowledge people for all the good things that they bring to the table and not just complained about what's missing, yeah. you know, because uh, my kids make fun of me because I, you know, they're very techie and I'm not very techie and they make fun of me. Like, you know, I, I, my son called me yesterday and it was FaceTime and it was like, Wah, and I was trying to like turn off the Wi-Fi yeah. or figure it out. And my daughter's yeah. like, give that, just turn off the Wi-Fi. You know, you're so stupid. Oh, and oh. <laughs> he's 18. And I was like, oh, you're so loving and kind to your mother. Yes. You know, you're Thank so you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, um, and I say to my kids, like, you're right. You have other gifts and talents. I don't have, that's not one of my gifts and talents. Yeah. I have other gifts and talents like my kindness and my respect and my, my you know, <laughs> um, but we, oh. we all in our, in our relationships, we all in our workplace, we yep. all in, out in life in general, we all have certain gifts and talents mm-hmm. and they're all different. Yes. That's why Myers-Briggs says there's 16 different personality types, right? Mm-hmm. 16 different ways of operating yeah. in the world, yes. 16 ways of seeing things 
and doing things, you know, like some people are more creative and intuitive. Other people are more logical and structured and, Mm -hmm. you know, want to get things done. And this was my, one of my biggest arguments, you know, challenges in my relationship yep. because he was that way. And I was, it was your way. Said, yeah. you, why don't you do my way? Yep. And I would say, why don't you be a little more like my way? <laughs> uh, because neither, neither is right or wrong. Nope. Neither is right or wrong. And I really wished that he could have embraced what I brought because I felt like as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. if we come together as a team, we have different ways of working and helping, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean one person is right and the other person no. is wrong. It just means it's different. Yes. It's like saying the right hand is more important than the left hand. Really? Mm-hmm. Is my eye more important than my hip? No. Nope. I don't know. It depends if you have hip issues. Exactly. <laughs> you know, is your sight <laughs> going to help that? Or it depends if you're blind. Is yes. you know, is your is so it's like no part of the body mm-hmm. of the system is any more important or valuable than the other part until you lose it. Exactly. And then you recognize, oh, wow, that was kind of important. Yeah. And so if we could learn to honor our own gifts and learn to honor each other's gifts and appreciate, yes, you know, like I really admire how you, mm-hmm. I really respect that you, I'm so appreciative of your ability to, because I know that I'm not really good at that. Yeah. So, so if we could all show up in the world in that way, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, <laughs> we'll be at peace. We'd, we'd be a better world, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It I would know. be like, wow, I really love and honor you for who you are. Yes. Exactly. Like, yep. could you imagine if everybody did that? I said, I said that to my kids the other night. I was like, could you imagine? Uh, because I don't understand war. I don't understand, you know, fighting. I don't understand this, these hierarchical structures and power dynamics. And it's like power over in this sense of control. And it's like, how is that helping anybody but you thinking that you're in power and control? Yeah, it doesn't which, do anything. Which happened in my marriage. Yeah. Um, because this is not feeling good for all of us. No. And in a system, in a system, because I'm a systems therapist. I mean, that was my training, marriage and family systems. So it was all systems, systems, systems. We all impact one another. We all oh, yeah. affect one another. And the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Yes. I mean, uh, no, uh, the sum of, no, the sum of the parts, because it's not one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one equals more expanded yes. versions of yes. the whole. Right. Yep. So, so when you are in this system and you are contributing in a positive way, you know, like where your focus goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yes. And it it does impact everything else. It's not only the two person, it's everything. Everything. And and there is a ripple effect that people don't realize. Everything we do as a single individual and as a couple as well, we're impacting the ripple effects goes and touch everything or entire outer conditions and everybody around it. And people don't realize that. 
what what is that um is it called the butterfly effect where they say a butter the the butterflies mm-hmm. fluttering of the wings can cause a tsunami yeah like on the other side of the world yeah, yeah. and it's it's true so it's true. how yeah. how you're showing up in your relationship and yeah. your relationships yeah impact the people around you and then yeah. that has a ripple effect yes. so it's like whatever you are not seeing in your relationship you have to be the change that you want to see in the world mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> right so so in my relationship at the height of my struggles and my fights and i was like i just want peace i just want peace i can't stand this and i was like i need to be the peace yes i yeah. need to do my own work i need to so i meditated like crazy, crazy, crazy. That was the most meditation I've done in my entire lifetime. I used to meditate like at least an hour a day, yeah, 45 minutes to an yeah. hour a day. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> which is but, good, isn't it? <laughs> which, is still, which, is, which is still good. But yes. at that time, it was like, I needed to be Zen <laughs> because yes. I had been on this like <laughs> roller coaster. And that's the problem right there. It's being uh-huh. able to uh, really balance yourself. And yes, you were on a roller coaster and that wasn't a pleasant one, but I'm glad you are out of the roller coaster. You made Me it too. It's awesome. You know, it's wonderful. <laughs> then you be able to share your stories and able to help people at a deeper level because yeah. my thoughts is, you know, at the beginning you helped people, but I, after your transformation, I'm sure the way you connect with people was deeper than it was before. Yeah. That's my assumption right now, because I believe that when you go through such transformation, then there is a way you're communicating with people who need help that totally changed um, and really empowered others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have so much deep compassion for people who are struggling. And of course I, you know, I have a soft spot for women because I feel like women are the bigger sacrificers in the relationships. Usually, you know, they, they sacrifice more of their time, energy, effort, mm-hmm. um, happiness <laughs> in order to accommodate and serve other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a softer spot, but I, I also recognize, you know, with my former husband, like men are hurting. Yes. Men are men don't give themselves permission to be emotional. Men don't give themselves permission to be afraid or to feel insecure, you know, they constantly have to put on this facade of I've got this, I can take care of this, I can figure this out, because I'm the man. Yeah, uh, you know, or, or however you identify yourself. Yeah. Um, it, people don't give themselves permission to mm-hmm. express emotionally. And I'm not saying that you have to pour it out to everybody that you talk no. to. But if you have a safe one person or two persons, or if you're getting help and support professionally from a counselor, uh, you know, a therapist, somebody who has done a lot of work in this field, yeah. um, uh, you know, that, that helps you bring yourself back into balance, you know, because there are so many people living out of balance, yeah. but if you if you are feeling out of balance, if you are struggling, it's okay to ask for help. I, 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 
that's you know, that's what I will emphasize because here's my problem. You can try to uh, you know lean on people around you, but the problem is is as you're struggling, you telling one side of the truth, but there mm-hmm. is a whole dynamic happening with the other person. And to me, I have a problem with that because I have seen very close to me individuals who manipulating situations. So they'd be mm. more at the center of the victim and they betraying uh-huh. the other person as the evil person, which in fact, it's not the truth. Right. So I would, I would rather encourage people actually to seek help from somebody like you to be able to lay out the foundation and the truth instead right. of leaning on somebody else's for attention right. when the full truth is not there. And at the end of the day, they just want to manipulate the situation to look better in a light when in fact, you know, it may be a 50-50, maybe it's all on me this time and I did not do it right, but I am not getting the right help. So it's still, I'm very cautious on this one when you lean on people, unless you're really honest and said, yes, I screwed right. up, I did this and that. Right. So I will say that the, the support of having somebody like you will be in a better space for people because playing the, and I don't want to be the devil advocated, but playing the victim when you're not, you have to be careful of the story you're telling too. Well, and even, and even playing the victim, if you are more the victim, because there's, yeah. it's a, tr- it's a triangle, right? There's yes. always a victim, mm-hmm. a persecutor and a rescuer. Yes. And we all play each role. Yes. We all play each role. Mm-hmm. And I think for, I think for so many times in my marriage, I, I did feel like the victim and I would mm-hmm. cry and I would be the victim. Yeah. And um, I was like, I'm freaking tired of being the victim. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I need to do something else to empower myself because yep. I don't like this sense of helplessness and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think that's why my daughter said what she said last week. She's like, you know, you didn't take responsibility and but you blamed everything on dad. And, um, and I was like, you know what I did, <clears throat> I did blame things on your dad. Yeah. I didn't blame it all on your dad. Like there were plenty of times where I was not a nice person. Yeah. I was not nice. And um, <laughs> I was not nice. And, you know, I, I was not healthy and constructive in my emotional expression yeah. either. But like I said before, I always apologized. Mm-hmm. And ultimately I knew it was my responsibility to take care of my own stuff. I wasn't yes. expecting him to rescue me. I wasn't yeah. him expecting to do my work. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to fix this for me. Yeah. You know, so that's why I had to take responsibility for myself. Mm-hmm. But that sense of, um, there, there oftentimes is this sense of power differential yeah. in a relationship. And so the victim usually feels more powerless, right? Yes. While the yeah. perpetrator mm-hmm. is trying to exert more power over yeah. <laughs> as yeah. opposed to equal power, yes. right? Yeah. And so so if you, wherever you find yourself, mm-hmm. are you like, am I exerting power over and trying mm-hmm. to hold this other person yeah. down? Right. Or am I feeling victimized? Yeah. Like where in my life do I need to feel and express my own exactly. sense of power and sovereignty? Yeah. 
And so that's this, I mean, there's so many <laughs> complex layers of what mm -hmm. happens within ourselves and within our relationships that in my opinion, this is why it's good to get outside support. Exactly. Because you get a third party perspective. Yes. It's like my truth and your yeah. truth and the real truth exactly. is somewhere in between. And that's what I said. There is always, you're first speaking from one person and what you see from another, but there is a truth and the truth is always in the middle. So it's how right. we interpret what we are seeing. So that's right. why I'm, I'm more cautious when it comes down to it and said, I would rather people seek help in somebody, mm -hmm. a third party like you, than continue with a friend and maybe you're the victim maybe you're the perpetrator and it's like you need to find common ground because you're living in your own world but that world might not reflect the truth and that to me is what bothers me a lot when I see these kind of things and I'm like no you need to reinstate the truth because what you said right here is not true this is what happened but you interpret it mm -hmm. this way so for me it's like mm -hmm seek outside help then instead then bringing people close to you to take side because there is no right. side in this story right it should not be any right and because in the in the relationship when you when you are staunch on keeping your own side yeah um it's not a win for the partnership no it doesn't it's it like if and if one person feels like well i won yeah the other person feels like i lose yeah how is that helpful for the relationship? It's not. And if you know, both people should feel like whatever outcome comes mm -hmm. from this, both people should feel good about it. Yeah. Both and people sh should feel like this is a win-win for us yes. as a, as a, as a couple or as yes. a, you know, unit as a system. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, because when the whole system wins, then it uplifts everybody. Yes. Not just one person has power yeah. more over and the other person, you know, feels exactly. less powerful or more powerless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's this sense of, and, and I, I have a huge sense of justice in my own, you know, and of course my, my parents were always like, life's not fair. Life's not fair. Well, I know life's not fair, but I'm going to do whatever I can try to do yeah. to help make it more equitable for, exactly. you know, yes. for everybody. So that, yeah. because I know in my own life, there have been times because I moved every three years as a kid, my dad was in the military mm -hmm. and there were a lot of times where I was left out because I was the new person. You yeah. know, so I was left out. People yeah. ignored me. I, yeah. I felt completely invisible. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super conscientious of helping include people yeah. because I didn't feel included in my life, you know, a lot mm -hmm. growing up. And so that sense of inclusivity and yeah. acceptance and helping people feel seen, mm -hmm. people feel acknowledged, people yep. feel important. Yep. Um, you know, like I see you, mm -hmm. I see you. We all want to be seen. We exactly. all want to feel valued. Yes. See for who we are. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. It does. Yeah. It's beautiful, but that's why. So I wanted to make sure to emphasize that portion of it that seek outside help. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't involve a third party in, especially if it's a friend or somebody like that, because you're basically bringing 
somebody else's into the equation that should not right. be there unless right. it's somebody who's trained as a coach. Objective. Yes. <laughs> Objective. Even your friends are not objective. No, they're not. Because <laughs> if somebody didn't portray in a bad light and put you as somebody who's doing all of the wrong thing or who sounded psychotic, then the person will emphasize, oh, yes, you should not, you know, you're, they're adding oil to the fire for no right. reason. And right. to me, it's like, do not include those people into that relationship. Leave them out there. Do not comment on that. Seek help somebody that is neutral, then the two of you can work together. Mm -hmm. But a lot of That's, people don't. Well, it's interesting because there, um, there have been, I don't, I don't know the exact research, but some, some people say, you know, well, I went to, I went to couples counseling for years and it never helped. And, um, mm -hmm. and I would say what things were you not willing to take responsibility for? <laughs> yes, that's, that's a very because, good question, <laughs> Because, you know, you could say, well, I went to couples therapy and da 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 da, -da, -da. Uh -huh. But it's like, did you take responsibility for all your shit? Really? They will look at you and say, no, should I? If, because if both people took yeah. full response, 100% responsibility, it's not, I'm giving 50, 50. It's like, I'm taking a hundred percent responsibility for my stuff and how I'm showing up in this relationship. And if I'm doing the best I can, because nobody's perfect, we yeah. all make mistakes. Yeah. We all have, you know, reactions mm -hmm. um, that are inappropriate from time yeah. to time. Yeah. But if I'm conscious and conscientious mm -hmm. and being responsible and accountable to the people that I love because I love them and because mm -hmm. I want to create and sustain and nourish and maintain this mm -hmm. sense of connection and closeness and intimacy mm -hmm. and safety and trust and all of the things that make us feel good about being where we mm -hmm. are, um, then I'm doing my part. Yep. I'm doing my part. And if you do the same, then we can acknowledge that we're both doing our part mm -hmm. and we're giving grace for the times mm -hmm. when we screw up, you know, we're being, we're giving grace for the times when uh, I just screwed up. I made a bad yeah. choice. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I realize, you know, I recognize, and then you kind of have to my, like my parents, they've been married almost 60 years. And they say, wow. when, when we get into these things and then we realize like, Oh my God, really? At the end of the day, this is so stupid and meaningless, yeah. right? Um, and so you have to kind of learn to laugh at yourself too. <laughs> like not yeah, take Yes, you do. You have to have a sense of humor. You do. Yeah. So yeah. the question I have for you when you ask that question, how many people will be honest with you and, and tell you what exactly they did not want it to be accountable for? Is people come honestly to you and just said, yes, I was, I did not took accountability for this, this and that, or did it just, denied it. It's really interesting, Emma. I, I counseled this couple one time. Um, he, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to think of the details, but I saw them at least eight times, at least eight times. And he had had an affair. And so they were coming in to heal from their affair. And 
you know, she was, of course, super sad, traumatized, you know, upset. And he was trying to, you know, soothe her and reassure her. Yeah, I want to be with you. And after eight times, he came in by myself and he said, I'm still seeing the woman, the other woman. (laughs) And I was like, so for eight weeks, you just wasted all of our time. Yeah. By being dishonest. Yeah. Like, how is that helpful? Well, I was afraid to da, 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 da. And it's like, I know sometimes telling the truth is really, really scary. And there are many, many, many people who never, ever tell the truth. Yeah. Who take their secrets to the grave Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there are, there are plenty of people who say, well, you know, I like my marriage and I want to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> I'm not getting my needs met in my marriage. And so I have this other person on the side and that fulfills part of that part of my life. And this fulfills this part of my life. And uh, so my spouse doesn't know what doesn't know won't hurt them. And I think, is that really true? No, yes. that to, like, to me, that's the invisible barrier mm-hmm. to closeness and intimacy because yeah. you're keeping a huge part of your life to yourself. Yeah. And so how is that creating a sense of safety? First mm-hmm. of all, I mean, the, yeah. the other partner is completely unaware, which yeah. to me, that's being victimized because, yes. because the person who is holding the secret has this power over Mm -hmm. without the other person having any knowledge of it. Yeah. And to me, that's not fair. (laughs) No. And I'm, we'll be worried about disease on the top of it too, because who knows if that person is seeing, seeing other people. So surprise, surprise for the spouse as well. That scares. It's very scary. Because how well, do you and, justify if something happened? How do you justify right. you're going to blame your spouse knowingly that come from you? Right. That's another worry that really, no, in a world we're living in, no, no. Or you, I mean, you could, ha- you can have like secret sex addictions. You yes. could have secret gambling issues. Yes. You could have secret um, business, business issue, financial yeah. business issues that you're not sharing with your mm-hmm. partner. And so all of these ways that you're hiding and not taking responsibility for your stuff. And then you wonder, you wonder why you're unfulfilled in your relationship. It's because you're not being transparent. You're not being Mm -hmm. true. You're not, you're not giving the other person the ability to respond with full knowledge of what's Mm -hmm. going on. And so you, you may think, well, I'm in the power position mm-hmm. and that's great for you, but it's really this false egoic sense of power because really you're not empowered because you're not free to tell your truth. You're not giving yourself permission to be free and tell your truth and be honest with what's going on yep. for you. And for me, from my perspective, that's the only way to have true intimacy. That's yes. the only way to really have connection, mm-hmm. honest, honest connection mm-hmm. instead of, well, I'll just show you what I want to show you, but there's all this stuff that I'm hiding from you because I don't want to tell you because I'm afraid to tell you because I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid you're going to abandon me. I mean, there, 
that again, mm -hmm. so many multi-complex layers of what's going on inside a person wow. that can either help create a mm -hmm. sense of safety and trust and intimacy and connection mm -hmm. or prevent it. I say you're either building a bridge of connection yeah. or you're building a wall mm -hmm. of disconnection and lack yeah. of safety and lack of trust. Yep. And you choose every day, you choose every interaction. And sometimes it's a reaction. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But even after the reaction, there's still a choice yep. of how you show up. Am I mm -hmm. creating more love and connection mm -hmm. or fear and separation and disconnection? So powerful. My goodness. I still have goosebumps. Can you tell I can talk about this stuff for hours and days? But that's awesome. That's great because that's what I wanted to hear about. That's what I wanted to know more about your story and what brought you to uh, do all of this. And it's such an amazing um, journey that you have gone through. Uh, it's amazing yeah, and you're hel helping people to heal and to get on their journey as well, as difficult as it is, because this is not a very easy subject to go through it. Uh, for not people. for the faint of heart. No, no, it's not. Especially, you know, when we're talking about healing, when we're talking about heartbreak and betrayal, those are the worst things that people can do. And just to try to heal and move on with that person. I think this is the, you know, a betrayal for me is something you don't come back from, or it's very rare when you come back from, because you'd never know. It's like the loss of trust. So it's a very... Mm -hmm you know, difficult path you have chosen to help people on healing and whatever the outcome is, but helping them to go through it. This is not, you know, easy. So I, I commend you for that. It's like, wow, a lot <clears throat> of compassion and empathy to go through it. Well, I, I, I say that betrayal, you know, because when you say betrayal, usually people think, oh, somebody had sex with somebody else, right? That's sort of the typical, oh, betrayal affair, whatever. And it's I say, everything it's, it's betrayal in the life It's betrayal to trust somebody. It's not even the fact of sleeping with somebody, but somebody who's lying to you a lot of time, hiding stuff from you. The fact that you're being humiliated right. on circumstances and you have to keep a face when you're being betrayed, you keep your composure because you don't want to sound like the psychotic person around the block. And you're right. taking it in your face over and over. So it's not only for me, it's everything. It's not just uh, sleeping I, with somebody. Yeah. I say, I say there's psychological betrayal, mm. right? Yes. There's emotional betrayal. Yes. There's even like a spiritual betrayal. Mm. Um, and then there's the betrayal of yourself. Yes. You know, I mean, of course there's the physical sexual betrayal as yes. well, but then there's the betrayal of yourself. Like mm -hmm. if I'm doing all these things or, mm -hmm. or acting in this way, mm -hmm. am I, am I really like living up to my highest potential? Is this the yep. person that I want to be? Is this the, for me, it was, the, is this the example I want to set for my kids? Yeah. You know, is this, is this how I want to show up in the world? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so many times again, it's that, we put all these band-aids yeah. <laughs> over these 
deep gaping wounds that actually need stitches and surgery and, (laughs) you know, rehab. Yes. Um, (laughs) And we, we put band-aids over and think that, you know, well, hopefully it'll just go away. Mm -hmm. Um, But matters of the heart, I think, I feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) they, they need tender, loving care. (laughs) They need tender, loving care. They need a safe space to heal. They Mm -hmm. need a sacred container Mm -hmm. to do the work in. They need a system of support to help uplift and encourage and guide and lead you Mm -hmm. through, you know, like Mm -hmm. helping you pick up the ashes (laughs) to raise yourself up Mm -hmm. to um, you know, find the little wilting flower that's trying to push up through yes. The, yes. the ashes yes. um, and, you know, and find the nourishment so that you can start growing mm-hmm. and feeling better and becoming, you know, more powerful and more sovereign and more free and more honest and authentic and transparent. I mean, all of, all of this if we could just learn how to be ourselves and accept each other in our own humanity. Mm-hmm. It would be a better world and we could heal better. We can live in peace. So because no one would, no one would want to hurt anyone. No, there would be no exactly. need to hurt. There would be no need to like feel power over, you know, or try to exert power over. Yeah. It would just be like, let's just live and be in harmony and, mm-hmm. and work together. Like it, like in tribes, you know, when people yes. lived in tribes, everybody had their own part, right? Yeah. Everybody had their own part, their own place, their mm-hmm. own role. And, and they knew who to go to for this thing. Yes. And I think, I think that's why um, we've had such challenges yeah. It's because we have been disconnected and we don't live exactly. in tribes anymore. Yeah. People move away from their families yeah. and move away from their communities. Mm-hmm. And so they try to create different communities, yeah. which is, you know, one of the reasons that we found each other is yeah. through that owl community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool to have a place of resources exactly, because we all need help. We all need support. Mm-hmm. Life is not meant to live alone. I mean, yeah. even, even people who, you know, go away and just pray and they still usually come back and have a meal with people. Yeah. I mean, I Joey, can't imagine, yes. I can't <laughs> imagine, but I'm an extrovert and very social. So, you know, I'm, I get much more energy from being with people, but I also know that I need my time alone. Mm-hmm. But again, it's this sense of balance exactly. and, and because we're all connected Mm-hmm. We're all connected energetically. We're all connected. And if we recognized that ripple effect, you mm-hmm. know, that I, how I am in myself impacts the next person, yeah. even if I'm not telling the truth, mm-hmm. even if I'm hiding, even if I'm pretending, I still am carrying that energy. Yep. I still am cloudy. Mm-hmm. I'm still, um, you know, that, uh, is it, is it Hashimoto? I forget the guy's name that did the, the experiment with the water. Oh yeah. 
Yes. And, and he, he pray. And he put and he put yeah. the words, he put yeah. the words on the outside yeah. of the bottles. Mm-hmm. And even just the words. Impacted love, the water. Yes. Joy, peace. Yes. Clarity. Yep. Um, freedom. Yep. All of these like higher vibration yes. words on the bottle yep. versus hate disgust, yeah. anger, resentment, yeah. fear, insecurity, yeah. doubt, hatred, mm-hmm. and all of those, excuse me, lower v- vibration energies. Yeah. When he took, take the water out yeah. and put it in the microscope, yeah. cloudy, dirty, yeah. murky, yucky. Mm-hmm. Blah. Yeah. And all the higher vibration energies, that water, mm-hmm. beautiful, crystalline, yeah. clear, pure, white, you know, like perfection, like geometric beauty. And this is it. Like, am I carrying the lower vibration, murky, muddy? Mm -hmm. I don't bring anything good in my life. Or am I carrying all the beauty and purity and I'm not saying you ever live in just this or just no, this. You know, there's balance. Yeah. There, there's a flow. <laughs> yes. But where's the majority? Is the majority yeah. down here or is the yeah. majority up here? Exactly. No, I know. That's why your your meditation is good. Like you said, moving, going outside, uh, doing some exercise, moving your energy, dancing, mm-hmm. singing, whatever makes you happy, laughter, yeah. watch a funny yeah. movie get your head out of your, you know, get your, your thoughts and your focus out of your head, move yourself right. out of your own cell. So right. this is what I love. It's like, yes, moving. And I love moving because you move your stale energy. It's, it's beautiful. So no, I love it. So I'm curious about India. Can I ask about India? Of you course you India. may. Of course you may. It's fascinating. I love India, actually. I have a very, very uh, uh, affinity with India because I do a lot. When I do meditate as well, uh, I do uh, a lot with Lord Ganesha, Malakshmi and other deities over there. So it's, uh-huh. I have a huge affinity with those guys. So, But I'm uh-huh. curious to know, what did you do in India? Uh, well, I, yeah, of course. I've been there three times now. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Taj Mahal the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, the the architecture is just spectacular. Of course, mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly like symmetrical, perfectly symmetrical. And there's this beautiful. I mean, even though it's a mausoleum, <laughs> even though it's a mausoleum, the the structure was built in honor of his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and he had other wives, but there was no other structure. Like she was the first wife. Yep. And so it was just this beautiful tribute to his love for her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we, we, you know, drove through the streets and those mm-hmm. little tuk-tuks mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, saw monkeys and, and all like, there's a lot of poverty and yep. a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so it's like you see this beautiful, pristine, perfect structure, yeah. and then you see the distinction between the mess and the yes. sort of the chaos mm-hmm. and the, um, the the dirt and the filth and the poverty. And so it's really the land of contrasts, the yes. land of contrasts. But 
we also we also went to a rug factory where they hand Make. knot yep. every single knot mm-hmm. in these huge rugs. So I got to tie one knot, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I got that experience sitting at the loom with the other two, you know, professional that have been doing that, you know, like yeah. not, not cut, not cut, not cut, not cut. And I'm like, um, and the people there, every single person that I have had come in contact with has this really beautiful, loving, happy, <laughs> like appreciative mm-hmm. energy. Yep. Like life is about connection. Mm-hmm. Life is about uh, community. Life is about helping each other. Life mm-hmm. is about um, supporting each other. And of course I asked them, you know, well, what about the poverty? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it's a terrible problem. We wish we could fix it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are lots of different, but um, so then the next time I went to poor which is a fascinating city up on a hill uh, from the 1100s. Um, you know, they have these fortresses and these huge palaces, like, and these beautiful gates to the city. Uh, magical. I felt, I felt it was magical. Now, of course, part of the magic might have been because we were there on a day that they were celebrating Krishna, mm-hmm. which was the god of love. Mm-hmm. So, they had, they had like all these parades, yep. all these demonstrations, everybody um, bringing offerings to the mm-hmm. temple yep. um, and, you know, people like just pouring in and pouring out. And that's what I feel like their culture, even though, you know, people don't have much, whatever mm-hmm. they have, they're willing yeah, to give, yes. they're willing to offer mm-hmm. and one of the one of the tour guides said life is so simple but people make it so difficult yes and he said i'm happy because i choose to be happy yes no matter what's going on in my life yeah i can be tired i can have financial stresses i can be having an issue with my my wife or or my kids or my business or whatever but Life is precious. Life is beautiful. Life is full of possibilities and potential and mm-hmm. surprises. Mm-hmm. And he said, so many live, so many people live their life being disappointed because things didn't happen according to their expectations. <laughs> yes. But if you drop your expectations, yeah and you just live in this moment, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, of course you make plans, yeah. you know, relaxed plans. Yeah. But if you live in this moment, life is full of surprises and magic and miracles. And why can't we choose to see those things? Because people are not trained to do that. Or they think that when we do this, because I, I, I let the universe guide me. So even though, you know, you can set your intentions and what you would like to do, if you let the magic of the universe in your life, bring it to you in a form that is best, 
then this is where the miracles happen. This is where you bring your happiness. But most people right. have an expectation. I want this form. This is how I want to see it happening. And it's like, no, you're not leaving the room for the magic to come into your life. And you're going to be disappointed because when you're going to see something coming and it's not your expectation, it's like, well, that's not how the universe works. And you will realize if you give a chance to what's come your way, then it's better than what you wanted at the beginning. It's actually, I I mean, I love this. I keep thinking about your motto, the universe is your playground, right? It is. It's like the universe (laughs) is your playground. And so you can only see what you see in your box, but the universe is unlimited in its, in its abundance, in its prosperity, in its Mm -hmm. creativity, in its expansiveness, in its expression. And so that's that keeping that open hearted space, right? Where you're like, okay, this is what I want. Uh But this is what I need. And this is going to help me feel more of what I think I want. And right? yeah, more than exactly. And when I generally set an intention, uh, because I have behind me, it's a fake screen, but behind me, I do actually have my vision board and uh-huh. I, I have in there marked in there or something even better, better. Exactly. Yes. Or something even better. That's for me, the stamp saying, okay, universe, I'm asking for this, but I know you know better. So you're going to bring better than what I'm asking for. I just keep an open mind and let things unfold. And sometimes it's like, okay, it's weird, but okay, let's go with it and see what's going to, going to happen. And it's amazing when you keep an open mind to see what's coming, not the right form or the really interesting form. And like, okay, well, let's go and explore it. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to go and explore and see how it plays out. If I don't like it, I said no. If I love it, I continue. But I've been amazed by leaving room for the universe to bring what I need. Yeah. Not what I want, but what I really need. And it's amazing yeah. to see the difference and how things turned out. It's amazing. It's well, beautiful. Even, even through my divorce, you know, it's like, what did I want? My marriage. I wanted my marriage, yeah. but what did I need? I needed this experience to, yeah. to actually love myself even more Yes, <laughs> and learn all of these lessons so that I could share my gifts and talents exactly. with the world to help the world love and accept themselves more. And that's what needs to be done, which is absolutely beautiful. And I am so glad you realize that even though you've been very painful, extremely painful, is helping thousands and thousands of people has a huge ripple effect into the world. So your pain, the suffering you went through wasn't in vain because at the end you were able, like we said, you walk through the fire, you felt the pain, you walk out of the fire to help others. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what you have done. So to mm-hmm. me, it's a beautiful testament of being dedicated to your own spirit yeah. and to your life purpose as well. Yeah. We never go through trials and tribulation for nothing, except if we decide to, as stubborn individuals we can be, because we get our own free will, to do something that's going to create more challenges. But in this, right. your story, 
it had a meaning, it had a purpose. And you became outside stronger and you're basically bring more love to the table to help people. And mm-hmm. that connection is important because it touching everybody you're approaching. Yeah. And it would probably would not have the same effect if you would have not gone through it, I right. believe, at some level. Right. So that's what is beautiful. Well, and I, I, two things. One is sometimes, sometimes you, you ask why, right? I want to know why. Yeah. And sometimes you don't necessarily get the answer. Sometimes in life, you don't necessarily get the answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to learn how to accept that sometimes we don't get the answer. Um, And then the other thing I had, I, I was heartbroken right after college. I dated a guy in college and after college for three years and I got my heart broken my first year in college, oh. and my heart broken a couple of years after that. Right. Uh, and that's when I started reading Leo Buscalia books. <laughs> and, and I kept wondering like, you know, what did I do wrong? What was the yeah. matter with me? And uh, right after I got divorced, my former boyfriend, the one af- from after college, uh, came to Chicago for business. And he had friend requested me a couple years ago and, uh, which was nice. I mean, I hadn't talked to him in 20 years, you know, seen him in 20 years or whatever, 30 years, almost my God. Um, (laughs) wow. (laughs) But, uh, he, so I spent, I spent time with him and he's a great guy. He married somebody like the second that we broke up. I mean, he started dating somebody that he ended up marrying the second we broke up got married like three years later but and I was like did you actually meet her first and then break up he's like no I swear we broke up because I knew that I didn't want to get married you wanted to get married and I didn't want to get married and I and I knew that you were going to be unhappy um and so he he broke up with me and um anyways he married this woman they're still together they have a kid he has a you know nice life he's an entrepreneur blah 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 he lived uh, at the time in Pennsylvania. He moved to New Jersey, and then um, and then he moved back home to Virginia, and lives you know relatively close to his family of origin. Yeah. And uh, and I said to him, "Oh, you know, well, have you ever traveled internationally?" And he's like, "Oh, I just took my very first trip internationally last year to Italy." And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. How, you know, how was it for you? Of course, you know, like I love international travel. I'm so yeah. excited my whole life. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, it was really interesting. You know, it was really cool. We saw a lot of beautiful things, you know, ate good, good food, drank good wine, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, but after like 10 days, I was ready to get home because, you know, I just really like being at home and, you know, having that structure and stability. And I was like, Oh my God, this is why I didn't end up with you because that is not my lifestyle. Exactly. At all. That's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> and I was like, oh Thank my you, gosh. Universe. Thank you, universe. Like he's such a great guy. Yep. And he said, you know, I'm really sorry for I'm really sorry for your divorce, but yep. look at what an amazing life you've still had because of your ability to travel, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that's super meaningful to you. And not just, you know, because I love art and architecture, yep, yep. And learning about other cultures, mm-hmm. but because of all the connections that I've yes. made all over the world. Mm-hmm. 
even if it's just for a moment, it's just like this beautiful heart, these beautiful heart yeah. moments, you know, where you just feel so connected and yeah. so seen yes. um, and so valued in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that was a why I just see that I had yeah. always wondered why, why, why and that <laughs> was what I got. I got that. I got my answer was like, Oh my God, I am <laughs> so glad I didn't do that. He's a great, great guy. He's a great, great guy. But, and, wasn't uh, for he you. Has, but his, that life was not for me. No, so, you would have been so sometimes you, sometimes you don't get the answers. And sometimes you may get the answers, but ultimately I always feel like it's always for your highest good. Yes. It's always for your highest good. If you can learn the lessons and take the lessons and grow and evolve and become a better version of yourself every time, every time, every time. <laughs> so where, uh, because you said you're, you work in New York. So what do you do in New York? Do you have your office in New York or do no, you that's my, that's, or? that's no, that's my airline job. Okay. I still am balancing both this, all nice. of this podcast and the coaching and the speaking as well as the airline stuff. And, and ultimately I would like to do more of this and less of the traveling because I am gone quite a bit, uh, but it does feed this adventurous side of me. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know, I mean, I moved every three, three years, we traveled yes. across the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen every state except for Alaska. And I had been to a couple of countries uh -huh. overseas with my family before uh -huh. I got this job. And I just have this explore sense of adventure yeah. nature in me. Yeah. And I, I'm, my brother is the same. And my sister's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I don't, I don't need to do that so much anymore, <laughs> you know? So everybody's different, right? Yes, Everybody I know it's funny. perspective. <laughs> <clears throat> but I love, I love, um, and this is, this is the thing too. When you're in a loving relationship, yeah. you need both the stability, the yeah. security, the yeah. sense of safety and trust. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm as well as you need a sense of adventure yes. and risk and yes. going outside the, the, the box. Mm -hmm. And if you can learn to navigate both yeah. with the same person, mm -hmm. that's awesome. What a beautiful thing. What yes. a beautiful experience you two can have together. Yeah. And uh, so in addition to the sense of safety and trust and mm -hmm. love and security. It's the adventure and the risk yeah. and the mystery and the mm -hmm. intrigue. <clears throat> That's the love versus desire. Yep. That's the connection versus the freedom and independence. Okay. And so all of these things, we all have these aspects within us. Yep. And how are we learning to navigate them within mm -hmm. ourselves? Mm -hmm. How are we learning to navigate them within our partnerships, relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Because people are at different places at different times, yes. right? And so you say, oh, honey, I'm really feeling, yeah. I, I want to connect with you and snuggle with you. And he's like, yeah, I want to go sailing this weekend <laughs> without you. And you're like, oh. I'm good. <laughs> So, so how do you navigate this? It's yes, like, exactly. okay, well, I'll cuddle with you for an hour and then and I'm then out you of go here. Selling. And then I say, okay, um, 
can I join you in a few days or, yeah. you know, can yeah. I meet you later so that yeah. I give you your sense of freedom and yeah. I, I give you, I give you, <laughs> you, you know, you give yourself yeah. your sense of freedom and space that you need. And then ultimately we say, okay, we're going to reconnect mm-hmm. and then we're going to have this amazing whatever together. Yeah. Um, and so these, all these things that you navigate mm-hmm. together and apart yeah. And this is how you keep this relationship alive is because it ebbs and flows between Mm -hmm. I feel loving and safe with you and Hey, let's go have an adventure together. And, um, this is, I, I just, I can't remember where I read this, but cup, it's not necessarily even couples who do things together. Like, Oh, we go to the movies together. Oh, we go see a concert together. Oh, we, you know, Mm -hmm. cook dinner together. Um, it's not even necessarily those things. It's more like, let's have an adventure together. Exactly. Let's go try something new together. Yes. Yes. So that both of us are out of our comfort zones. Exactly. Both of us are feeling a sense of risk and excitement and insecurity, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, so that you have that shared adventurous experience together. That's what I love uh, where, where it expands mm-hmm. um, the, this, you know, what's kind of normal and stable and secure, but it expands the relationship. It, it expands yes. you individually yes. and that it expands your partnership as a couple. Yes. And so to me, like, that's what I want. That's fun. <laughs> I, wanna, I love that. I, yeah. I do. It's fun. Plus going somewhere, do something different. I love it because it's all new for everybody. It's the excitement. It's like, we're working together. It's like, we're going to go messy on this one. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to have fun. I love it. It excites me more than, yes, cooking together is beautiful. It's nice, but it's part of a routine. But going outside of the box, do something new. It's like bringing new energies to me. Exactly. It's exciting. It's like, Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So so the things that, and, and actually, I think this is what happens in affairs, that people want some of that excitement and adventure and, yeah. and um, exploration, yes. but they're not willing to express that honestly yeah. in, their, in their partnership. And so yeah. they just try to get it someplace else. But if you can bring that yeah. and, and your partner does not have to say yes to everything that you propose. Right? No, but they can give you um, a conversation about it and you can find something in common. Exactly. Or, you know, just, you know, yeah. I even, agree. even if you just have the conversation yeah. that can bring new energy in yeah. the dynamics of your relationship. Yes. And so it, as long as you approach these things with a sense of curiosity mm-hmm. and, Hey, let's explore this yeah. and let's talk about this. And then you could say, yeah, I, I really just am not interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. And the other person go, well, in the great scheme of things, does it really matter? Probably not. I mean, yeah. I would like to have this experience. Yeah. Maybe like, let's jump out of an airplane together. Uh, no. I always wanted to do that, actually. I mean, me too. <laughs> me list. too. Okay. Me so too. you know what? Let's do that together. When you have time, we're flying somewhere here in the US and we'll, let's do it. I'm serious because I wanted that to would do it. Be I have not done that. Thing. Uh, yeah, I've never done it. My former husband did. I bungee jumped from, okay. a, from a 300 foot, 30 story bridge in okay. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and that was like 
crazy, like adrenaline. Oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm freaked <laughs> out. But you know, once it was all yeah. over, it's like, oh my God, what an amazing experience. And he said, jumping out of an airplane was less scary. Really? <laughs> because you have a sense of floating as opposed okay. to falling. Oh yes. Because yeah. Because the other one is you're going straight down very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, yeah, back. yeah. Yeah. Let's but, do that. Oh my actually. God. I'm serious. That would be amazing. Okay. You let's do that. Seriously. I always wanted to do it. That could be an owl event. Oh, we could actually. Yes, you're right. We could do that. That would be yeah. so cool. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that would, or, you know, something that would be really yes. amazing to have a big corporate event yeah. and have that as one yeah. of the experiences. Oh, that would be awesome. But I, I, I'm serious. I want to jump from an airplane. <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't a part of the plane with my, one of my sisters, but we never did. Uh, so I want to do that. It's still on my list. I'm serious. It's still, it's still on my list as well. My, my son, list. one of my sons did it a couple of years ago. He said it was really cool. Crazy cool. <laughs> oh, we need to do that, my friend. So where are uh, people can connect with you if they want to book a session with you, if they want to connect with you? <clears throat> well, you can, you can find me on the owl app. We can have a conversation and then I can, you know, take you off. Um, and work with you if you choose to, you know, if what I'm mm -hmm. saying, how I'm helping you is helpful and you want yeah. uh, continued support. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Occasionally I was on Facebook, like for days and days, years and years doing hundreds of videos. And then when clubhouse came out, I decided to, to speak because I obviously love to talk about this stuff. So I speak in a lot of rooms and clubhouse on relationships navigating divorce, spirituality, um, you know, all the things that I'm passionate about. So you can find me on clubhouse too, and send me a message in any of those places. Um, get in touch with me. I love to have conversations, send me a message on Instagram or whatever. Uh, I can contact you back. I mean, you can send me an email Dawn at the awakening with Dawn.com. Okay. Um, for your yeah. Instagram and for uh, Clubhouse. And uh, okay, Mac, you will be free in a minute. I'm upstairs <laughs> and he's like, I need your attention right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, so, yeah. On, so on Instagram, my handle is The Awakening with Dawn. Okay. Which so, is my business name. And okay. on um, Facebook is the same thing. The Awakening Facebook, with Dawn. I have The Awakening with Dawn. Also, I have my name don richard r-i-s-h-a with an accent r-d mm -hmm. and so that's on facebook that's like my personal page on facebook okay. and my page on um linkedin is don richard slash wake up to real love podcast okay. i think and then of course i always say please uh subscribe to my podcast listen to my podcast you can find it on itunes Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. Right. Um, I took a little break last year mm -hmm. in the spring and fall, and um, and I just relaunched my podcast. Nice. But in two and a half years, I've published 65 episodes. Ooh. I still have another 15, 20 in the bank. And so I'm going to start interviewing again to share people's stories mm -hmm. of how they've overcome their struggles and trials and relationships and come to this place of deep love and acceptance for themselves because the mantra is the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself. Exactly. And that sets the stage mm -hmm. for every single other relationship in your life, including in the workplace and, you know, in your friendships and your 
families, et cetera, et cetera. So please, I, 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 it's my passion project. I think so many people have beautiful, beautiful stories, which is why I love coming and talking to you with you Mm -hmm. uh, because I love to, I love to share. I feel like it's the way that we connect. It's the way that we feel seen. It's the way that we feel a valued part of our world. So wake up to real love. Everybody wake up to real love every day, wake up to the love that's inside of you and um, share far and wide, because I just think we all need more love in the world. We we all want to see and experience and feel more love in the world. I absolutely agree with you. I would like to uh, invite you to come back here actually on my podcast, because I would like to do another episode with you. Um, I would love to anytime. That's... There is more, you have more to share and I would like to have you come back and share it uh, with us. But it was a pleasure to have you today. Such a blessing. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. I was super excited to talk to you because even after our conversation before, I was like, oh my gosh, we resonate so much. (laughs) Yes, we do. We are the two crazy ladies around the block here. We're having way too much fun, but I just loved it. And I really want you to come back on my podcast to do another couple of hours of a talk with me and continue the conversation that's what it's all about here with me it's a conversation so a lot of people because uh, I have a very wide um, network of people around the world who are listening to my podcast so Uh I'm happy to uh, to have them hearing you and being able to connect with you as well because I Thank think it's you. essential to have a coach and you're such a beautiful person. It's perfect. Thank so you. Thank so you so much. Honored. You're so sweet. <laughs> me too. I'm honored. So honored that you invited me and to yep. spend this time with you. It's just been so beautiful, 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 beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, my dear. 